Recording live from the guest house where Philip Rivers' overworked nanny lives, it's the Seahawks Nest Quick Shot. <laughs> I went all kinds of places I didn't anticipate. Yeah, I was trying to go from an angle. You know, I didn't want to just go with the easy J.J. Watt's dead for the season joke. So, you know, let's uh, let's just let's have a moment of silence for J.J. Watt, even though there's music playing in the background right now. During this moment of silence, I'd like to say for the second year in a row with my predictions, I've killed the Houston Texans. Nice job, dude. You've finally done it. So Yay. The Houston Texans are dead. All right. We, we don't have time for a moment of silence. I just decided. Executive decision. So we're going to get right Second to the... Second of silence. One. We're gonna done. Get, we're going to get right to the uh, the picks after Kevin tells us how we did last week. Uh, last week, it was a pretty rough week for the podcast overall. I went 8-8, eight and eight, putting me at 23-25. and 25, And you two gentlemen are tied Ooh. on the season at 31-17 and 17, as Nathan went 9-7 and seven, and Eric won the week at 10-6. Yes. Nice job, Eric. All right, so we're starting off tomorrow at oh, the Thursday night's game. The Dolphins head to Paul Brown Stadium to play the Bengals. Cincinnati is favored by seven. Andy Dalton's sixteenth in quarterback rating, two point two spots ahead of Kirk Cousins in the race for quarterback mediocrity in the NFL. But you know Hill got it going with ninety-seven yards against a good Denver defense. Andy Dalton's a role player, and if the rest of the offense is working around him, they can do things. And I think the things they can do are good enough to certainly beat Miami. You talked about this for way too long. Ryan Tannehill sucks. The Bengals win. Took overtime for the Dolphins to beat the Browns. The Bengals. <laughs> All right. We head to Wembley Stadium where the Jaguars play host to the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis is the two and a half point favorites. Who do you like? The London Jaguars or the Indianapolis Colts? In a true home game, I'm going with Jacksonville. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to take Indy, but I actually do think this will be close. Honestly, this might be the best home crowd that Indianapolis or Jacksonville plays in front of all season. Uh, but I will go ahead and pick Indianapolis. Because the Jaguars are terrible and Gus Bradley needs a fresh start somewhere else. He's built a good roster, but this team is not playing well. And Blake Bortles is awful. Yeah, I don't think Gus Bradley returns to the States as a head coach. I believe the Colts are going to win. And Eric, you you peddled that great uh, Jacksonville Jaguars stat on the the website this week. The uh, 0-8 when he throws for 300 yards. It's It's, it's a proof positive that Blake Bortles sucks. All right. Um, so we got Richie Sexton. Now we head to Energy Stadium where the now JJ Wattless Texans take on the Titans as six point favorites. You mean NRG Stadium? Um, that's how you say it. Yep. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Who are the Texans playing? The Titans, man. They're playing the Titans at home and they're favored by six. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a lot closer, but I like the Texans in this game because, man, they just they look like a tough team. You know. Lamar Miller is fourth in the NFL in rushing, and even without J.J. Watt, this is still a defense that has 10 sacks. I think they're good enough to get pressure, force Mariota in some poor decisions. I think that the defense is going to win this one. It's going to be like one of those like 2013 games. Watch out for Will Fuller V and DeAndre Hopkins. That's what I'm going to start calling him, Will Fuller V. And DeAndre Hopkins to go ahead and take over this game. The Texans are going to beat the Titans. Browns head to FedEx Field to face the Redskins. I'll start us off. Kirk Cousins finds a way to get the victory somehow, some way over the atrocious Browns. I think this is my Eric Ronnebeck's trap game of the week. The Browns will win against the Redskins. Washington is eight-point favorites, by the way. That's a big upset you're taking there. That's a big favorite, too. I'm going to Vegas. You know, I just... Okay. Cleveland (laughs) lost to Miami. Miami's a mediocre team. Washington's an equally mediocre team. Therefore, Washington beats Cleveland. The end. All right. We head to Gillette Stadium where there's no line on the Patriots hosting the Bills. 
No line, really. Well, would you put a line on it? They don't even know who the quarterback will be. True. I like the Patriots because they may go undefeated this year. Uh, Jimmy G, I think he's going to get the start. He's thrown for about 500 yards, completing over 70%, four touchdowns, no picks. And even if it's not, I don't care if it's Julian Edelman out there, I'm done betting against the hoodie. Yeah, I'm, I'm done picking against uh, Darth Hoodie. He came out in these first four games and he said, I'm going to prove to every single person that I'm the reason the Patriots win, not Tom Brady. And guess what? You're right. He's you're right. the reason that Tom, right. you're the reason the Patriots win and not Tom Brady. Give me the Pats. Uh sorry, lap band of brothers, but you're gonna lose. All right. So we've got <laughs> Falcons at home hosting the Panthers. The Panthers co road favorites, three points. Cam's vulnerability against the pass rush. Atlanta has no pass rush. Three sacks on the year. I will take any team with good pass rush against Carolina. That does not include this week, Carolina. Man, that's exactly my analysis, too, is that the big receivers that Carolina has are going to beat up on the secondary, and you can't cover forever with when you get no pass rush against guys like Kelvin Benjamin. And he, I mean, Ted Ginn Jr. is fast. He's not good, but he's fast, and it's going to be hard oh, to cover. He catches like these a guys. third of his targets, though. Yeah. So I hate Ted give me a Give me the Panthers on this one. I think the Panthers are a good team. Like last year, not a great team. Sorry, I don't think they deserve to be in the Super Bowl, even though they were. And uh, they're going to beat Atlanta because they can't beat really good teams, but they can beat decent teams. All right, Nathan Santo, hype train favorite, Baltimore Ravens. They ho- they are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Oakland Raiders at home. So I like Baltimore, obviously, because I've been hyping them all year. And I think that the Raiders are like the most overloved team of all time. Like they still, they haven't won two games in a row in so long, like multiple seasons. And we're just like supposed to think that they're the best or more than two games in a row. Sorry. in multiple seasons. And I don't have any faith that they are ready yet to be like the great team or anything. Playing in Baltimore is hard. And I like Baltimore. You know, I like Baltimore a lot, but I believe the Raiders are going to put it together at some point. And this is going to be the week Raiders win. I came in ready to say that it was going to be Oakland, but I feel like these are really evenly matched teams, and I think, Nathan, you talked me into it. I'll take the home team on this one. I'm going to go with Baltimore. A young team going into Baltimore, like they're going to make a few mistakes, and that'll cost them. And the Weddle's end. the kind of player who can really protect the middle. Yep, and get dumb 15-yard penalties. All right, that was, that was <laughs> Bethel from last week. Both got, important things. He got a really bad penalty last week that made me mad. All right, the Lions head to Chicago as three-point favorites in Soldier Field. Chicago uh, is what happens when you have no depth and then you get injured. Fuller just went on the IR to join half of their defense there. It's going to be Detroit because they can at least field an NFL team. All right, well, the, my, the Marvin Jones war wagon is leaving the station. You can get on with me. I got on my fantasy team and he's the best person <laughs> in the entire universe. I love the Lions. Oh my gosh. How are the Lions only three-point favorites in this? Lions will demolish the kindergarten team of Chicago. All right, the last of the morning. Are fierce, dude. Last of the morning games. We got the Seahawks heading to MetLife Stadium to face the New York Jets. No line. Also, return <laughs> of Super Bowl Forty Eight Seahawks win. These are both teams with uh, good defense and bad offense. I'm not going to do too much analysis because we have a whole podcast for that. So I'm taking Seattle. I am also picking Seattle, but it's close. This will be a great game. I like the the matchup here for Seattle. All right, why don't we head to the first of the late games? The Broncos head to Raymond J. State, Raymond James Stadium as three-point favorites against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, well I'll go first. The Broncos are going to get like a thousand interceptions in this game because Jameis Winston is all over the freaking place, and the Broncos' defense is incredible. And I know Shane Ray is getting a lot of credit because he's getting all the sacks, but how about Von Miller for getting like quadruple teamed on every play because he's so freaking good? Von Miller's a T one thousand. 
Yeah, he's he's like a literal. He was sent from the future to sack quarterbacks. So give me dance. the Broncos. Yeah, Broncos win this game because the Buccaneers don't have all the pieces on offense they need. I will pick Denver because I think Denver is going to win. And if Tampa Bay wins, then everyone else is wrong with me. There you go. The two and one Los Angeles Rams head to the University of Phoenix Stadium to face the one and two Cardinals, who are eight point favorites. On a scale of one to ten, how bad was Carson Palmer last week? Eight. Eight is generous, dude. He was horrible. Yeah. Four interceptions, and he should have had like three more. He, he was, was better so than Ryan bad. Fitzpatrick. You are very kind. I just want you to know that <laughs> he was. No, I don't even know if he was better than Ryan Fitzpatrick because at least Ryan Fitzpatrick was creative in the ways in which he was killing his team. Carson Palmer was just throwing deep balls straight to straight to opposing receivers. Um, that you know. Also, after saying all that, I'm still going to pick the Cardinals because I don't want to pick uh, the Rams on the road. That's that seems like a horrible idea. You know. The Rams, if they win this game, are going to outdo their seven-win projection. So I have to go with Arizona. Besides, they can't prevent the deep ball, and that's all Carson Palmer wants to do is chuck it deep. It's scary how better and better Case Keenum gets every week. Having said that, seriously, it's crazy. Just look it up. The Cardinals will win this game. He was so bad against the Seahawks. I mean, that was in week two. And what, he went 14 for 26 last week? Yeah, and he was better than he was against the the, uh, 49ers. So you're saying he's not from... Like a one out of ten to a one and a half. He out went of 10 from to like negative five to like a four <laughs> point rating. <laughs> All right, the Saints travel to Qualcomm Stadium to face the Chargers. San Diego's three and a half point favorites. Oh, you know, it's the hardest game on the slate for me to pick. Saints in a bounce back game. Saints are zero and three, by the way. Saints in a bounce back game, in a bounce back season. I feel like the Chargers have outplayed even the most meager projections for them. Like they've been better than people expect. Um. They've been competitive in every game, so I'm gonna go with the Chargers. You know, I, I don't. I'm not gonna hold too close road losses against teams that will be competing for playoff spots. Well, actually, the Colts probably won't be competing for playoff, but teams that are thought of. To they be will decent. because of their division. Yeah, maybe because their division's bad. So I'm not gonna hold too close road losses against them. I think they'll pull it together at home. They lost Manti Teo. They lose someone every week, but as long as that someone isn't Phil Rivers, I still think they have a shot. That's so, a gamer. I'm going to go with San Diego here. All right, the last af- the final afternoon, ga- afternoon game, we head to Levi Stadium where the Fighting Chip Kellys take on the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas has three-point favorites. The Fighting which Chip I, Kellys? To which I say, why? Why is Dallas a favorite in this game? Because they're a better team? Yeah, but it, they're on the road against a 49ers team that the first home game looked really, really good at home. They've lost two road games now, but it's not like they're... The worst team in the NFL. Or that anything. was before Chip Kelly's conditioning program wore them out in midseason. They played the Panthers and the Seahawks. <laughs> like everyone's going to lose to the Panthers and the Seahawks on the road in a row. This is not something that's special to the 49ers. So you're picking San Francisco. I am picking San Francisco. I think they're a slightly above average team. Nah, no, they're 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 a bang average team. <laughs> and and you know what? That's going to be good enough to beat Dak Prescott at home. You know, I honestly I think Dallas is is going to put San Francisco in its place because Blaine Gabbert's bad. Dallas. Two teams I hate, by the way. Blaine Gabbert's inaccurate. That's like one thing you can't teach. Get it together. Like, play Colin Kaepernick. This is I just cannot say this enough times. Well, the most recent story is they're waiting for him to get back to his playing weight okay. from his injury recovery. Stupid. Maybe that's why he's sitting on the bench. He's trying to gain those pounds, be a little more sedentary. <laughs> I'm going to go with Dallas, but both teams are a tire fire. I just think... Dallas, Dallas is going to be good at when Romo comes back, but they're going to be 
pretty eight and eight until that happens. But the two games he plays, they're going to be better. Six and ten, so yeah. You know, all, all they got to do is compete with Phil, the the unbeatable Philadelphia Eagles, and we can talk about that because they're on a bye afterward if we have extra time. So the Chiefs are heading to Heinz Field to face the Steelers, who the, looked horrible last week. The Chiefs are walking into a wind turbine that is an angry Steelers team after looking terrible last Steelers week. Steelers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. This is going to be a lot of offense from Pittsburgh, and the Pittsburgh defense is so bad, it'll be a lot of offense from the Kansas City Chiefs as well, but it's going to be like a 42-31 Pittsburgh win. Here's the, here's the problem with this game for the Chiefs, Okay. The Steelers can't rush the passer. That is their weakness, right? They cannot get to the passer. Their pass rush guys are either like a thousand years old or they, or they're not, or they're kind of injured. Okay. But it doesn't matter because Alex Smith doesn't punish you for not rushing the passer. He can't throw deep. He's just not that good. And it's in Heinz Field. Pittsburgh's going to win this game by a lot. I think, I think Kevin's right. It's just going to be a, a real beating that they're going to lay on him. Steelers win. Okay, we got our Monday night football game at U.S. Bank Stadium. The two and one Giants head to Minnesota, Minnesota. to face the undefeated Vikings. <laughs> uh, you know, Giants are sneaky, interesting. Vikings win. <laughs> what, Vikings. Is that, what does that even mean? The Giants are sneaky, interesting. Like their receivers. I thought are, they were boring, but then I looked further into yeah, it. Yeah, they have no running game. And they're just. Uh, is this, this kind of like the Packers are sneaky bad? Like my yes, Packers exactly. are sneaky bad. Theory? Yeah, but like the Giants aren't sneaky good. They're just. They're interesting. They have no running game. If no matter who they start at running back, it, they're going to get injured. Eli Manning isn't throwing. Eli Manning isn't throwing all the interceptions. He's just throwing the wrong interceptions. And uh, they they're going to win some games. They're going to shock some people. They're going to lose this week, though. That's my favorite thing about the Giants this year is that Eli Manning can just kill you in so many creative end of game ways. It's like I could not handle rooting for Eli Manning because he's so good for like. The third of, or half of the game, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, and there's an interception that totally ruined my team. I, oh, there's a red zone interception straight to the other team's wide receiver. That stuff just would annoy the crap out of me. I don't know if I could handle that. So uh, the Vikings are going to win. Their defense is way too good um, to lose to this Giants team. That's going to be super one-dimensional. They're only going to pass the ball, and that's going to play right into the Vikings' hands with their excellent secondary. And they have more cornerbacks coming back from injury now, too. So they're going to be even, as good as you thought they were against Carolina, they're going to be even better. Yeah, Xavier Rhodes coming back is good. The real question here is, will Everson Griffin eat Eli Manning? Yeah, he's going to crack Just him open. his unhinge his jaw. Yeah. No, he's going to crack <laughs> him open and drink his blood. That's my that's my favorite one. That's yeah. the Calais Campbell special. Everson nice. Griffin is a, is a big, big man. Yeah, okay, we got two teams on by, the Packers and the Eagles, so we didn't mention this week. The Packers. Um, are they the luckiest team in football to be two and one right now? Like they they have like squeaked out two wins against very bad teams. Here's the thing: every year they look, they look good in the passing game, and we were like, you know, this coaching is bad. Eddie Lacy's fat and terrible, but Aaron Rodgers is saving this team. This year, it seems like the running game is saving them, and Aaron Rodgers does not look like Aaron Rodgers. And I don't mean he's injured; like he was injured last year, but. He, I, the, the coaches are letting him down by calling terrible plays. Yeah, something's going on in the passing game. And, yeah, I mean, Jordan Nelson, his his receptions look great, but I don't know. What's happening here is Aaron Rodgers is looking human instead of superhuman. That's a great way of putting and it. And he can't throw every receiver open every play. So the lazy play calling that does nothing to get a receiver open isn't working. Turns out Randall Cobb, fine 
not real good, and Nelson needs to get more healthy. Yeah, he's not fully back yet. What about the Eagles? The Eagles are 3-0. and Everyone just keeps talking up the Eagles, how great they are. I think that they're good, but not great. I still think this team looks like an 8-8 and special, but what do you Screw guys... Screw it, 16-0. and <laughs> I don't care. Honestly, their offense looks like early Russell Wilson Seattle offense. Like, just the right passes. Wow, can this guy really do it? Not big numbers, but then big numbers. Do we have time for a compare and contrast? Nope, we have like 20, literal 20 seconds. Okay, basically the Rams screwed Goff and didn't set him up for any level of success, and the Eagles are the exact opposite situation, which is why Wentz is doing good. Yeah, Carson Wentz. contrast. Carson Wentz is, uh, is. <laughs> Cliff Notes version. Carson Wentz is looking pretty decent. He's good at throwing a nice short pass or a swing pass to. And he's got a Darren big Spurs. arm, it's just not accurate yet. That'll get better. Like, his you downfield passing will get more can't, accurate. Can't teach accuracy, Kevin. All right, for uh, Kevin Garber, I'm uh, Nathan Santo. That's Eric Ronnebeck. Uh, support us on Patreon. Jam that like button. Give us five stars on iTunes. And we'll see you next week.